The Silicon Valley Bank and the Signature Bank collapsed, sending strong shockwaves to the rest of the banking industry within and beyond the U.S. borders. Now, the Federal Reserve expectations made a significant U-turn on the back of the SVB drama and the bank crisis as a result of it, as many start now betting that even with strong jobs and an ideal inflation data, the Federal Reserve can't go ahead and announce a 50 basis point hike later this month. They could even forget about a rate hike altogether. So welcome to the new week with Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So the Silicon Valley Bank went bust on Friday, some 44 hours only after announcing that they would raise capital to fill in an almost 2 billion US dollar worth of a hole in their balance sheet after the bank sold its loss-making portfolio, which was rich in US treasuries to pay their depositors, who were uh, mostly technology startups, back in the actual environment of rising interest rates. So 44 hours is simply too fast for a bank to collapse, but it's slow enough for those who are actually hit by the shockwaves and who are looking for solutions to stop bleeding because SVB's flash crash somehow raised questions that other and similar local banks in the US could also experience similar liquidity issues that SVB did. and may not be able to pay their depositors back unless they also start selling the assets in their portfolios, which are obviously uh, loss-making as well due to the crash in the treasuries in the past year. So the likes of First Republic Bank, PacWest Bank Corp and Signature Bank suffered heavy losses on Friday across Europe. You could also see that big European banks pulled indices down on the Friday's trading session, even though it's important to note that the big banks are not expected to have the same kind of liquidity issues as Silicon Valley Bank, as the big banks don't have the same exposure to the technology startups, which are obviously extremely race sensitive and they have a diversified client base. But still, here in Switzerland, UBS and Credit Suisse were among the worst performers of the Friday's trading session, with more than 4.5% of losses recorded just on the Friday session for both of the banks. In Germany, while well, the situation was not very different, Deutsche Bank lost more than 7% on Friday, while Commerzbank sold off something like 3.5%. Then Banco Santander in Spain, Unicredit in Italy, ING in Holland, then Nordic Bank in Finland, Lloyds Bank, HSBC, Barclays in the UK. I mean, all of these banks were all hit by the panic across the banking sector. Now, the big banks, as I said, are likely to be okay. This is certainly why we also saw JP Morgan in the US rebound by two and a half percent on Friday's trading session. But the contagion risk is clearly here for small banks who have these highly race-sensitive clients in their client portfolios. And indeed, well, Signature Bank also collapsed quite abruptly this weekend on Sunday, as U.S. regulators say that uh, keeping the bank, uh, which actually has a big real estate portfolio and law firms money among their clients, well, could actually threaten the stability of the entire financial system. What a mess, right? So the bank crisis will be obviously sitting on the headlines today and throughout this week as solutions and possible contagion 
beyond the banking sector and beyond the US borders will be on the menu of the week because some big, big technology names also have their money trapped in the SVB drama, which halted withdrawals like Roku, for example, which held nearly something like 500 million US dollars with Silicon Valley Bank. Rocket Slap, on the other hand, also reportedly has around 38 million US dollars parked there. Now, beyond the US borders, SVB also had branches in well, the UK, in Germany, in Denmark, in India, in Israel, in Sweden, and even in China. Now, while the US authorities say that they are creating funds to backstop more deposits if more banks fail, uh, regulators in the UK hinted at a possible emergency takeover of the SVB's UK branch by Barclays, Lloyds, or the Bank of London. So we will obviously see throughout this week how the things evolve in uh, the banking sector. But one thing is absolutely sure, and is that if everyone wants to get their money out of the banking system all at once, well, unfortunately, there won't be enough liquidity to pay everyone back. Because that's the basis of the financial system, right? The banks take the deposits and they lend this money to those who need to borrow and use this money and or they invest this money to make some money out of it. So this is why the governments are obviously here to halt any bleeding in case of a problem. And this is why the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said that her office will be protecting all depositors at the bank and the US uh, finally announced that the Silicon Valley Bank depositors could actually access all their funds starting from today. So that's obviously a good thing and that's uh, a good reason to relax a little bit. But this is where you could also say that all this mess in the banking sector is basically the Federal Reserve's fault, right? Because the aggressive interest rate high policy that was put in place by the Fed sent the bank's investment portfolio significantly down over the past year and if the banks need liquidity right now well the assets that they have in these portfolios should be sold at a significant loss and it is certain that the issue is less concerning for big big banks with good client diversification as we talked about it as none of us are here obviously and have interest in withdrawing our bank deposits right now today unless we need cash today but the likes of Silicon Valley Bank and its clients who are technology clients actually and who might need cash today well they may be in trouble because they need money today and they won't be able to access it so what will happen now is the basic question right well the u.s authorities will have to calm down the game and they're working hard to do so and the fed may think twice before stepping on the gas this month in terms of interest rate hikes because having a financial crisis could indeed bring inflation down and quite abruptly but it would also have severe consequences for the global financial system and i'm sure that the Fed President Jerome Powell doesn't want to go down in history as the clumsiest Federal Reserve President in the history of the Federal Reserve. So it is very well possible at this point that the Fed may simply forget about a 50 basis point hike when it meets later this month and could even bypass a rate hike this month and don't hike at all because activity in Fed funds futures now assesses more than 98% chance for a 25 basis point hike later this month, not because US jobs data was soft enough on Friday to overhaul the rate hike expectations for the Fed, but because the Fed can't simply ignore the issues caused by the steep rate increases since last year and trigger a financial crisis to bring inflation back to the 2% level in the US. Still, the US 
USA economic data will obviously be important to watch for traders, but the developments across the banking sector in the US and around the world could overshadow the latest economic data. Now, last Friday, the US released a mixed set of jobs report. The NFP, for example, printed another very, very strong month with 311,000 new non-farm job additions in the month of February versus around 200,000 expected and penciled in by analysts. But the unemployment rate in the US ticked higher from 3.4 to 3.6% as the participation rate improved and, well, the wages grew less than analysts expected. Now, the New York market reaction to the US jobs data was a swift decline in the US dollar and in the US yields. But of course, we all know that the big part of this decline that we saw in the US short-term yields was and still is due to the expectations that the Federal Reserve may have its hands tied faced with this banking crisis that's going on right now. And the Fed could actually forget about another rate hike in the immediate future. So the latter fall in the US yields is obviously not necessarily based on the best foundation for a stock rally because the bank crisis is not good for anyone. And indeed, we saw the S&P 500 dive on Friday's trading session to the bearish consolidation zone that's below the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on the October to February rally. But, but the US futures hint at an almost 2% rise at the open at the time I'm talking here this morning. So we will see what happens. But we know that tomorrow the US will release the latest inflation figures for February. And the expectation, the general expectation is a further decline both in the headline and the core inflation figures. Now, a sufficient decline in US inflation in February will obviously cement the idea of a 25 base point hike from the Fed or even no rate hike at all uh, in the course of this month. But even, but even a disappointing set of inflation figures from the US tomorrow may not fuel the rate hike expectations for the Fed, depending on how the situation evolves at the banks front. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me this Monday. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading